0: Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Makers, together and loving it. TNC's apply. We do have a very special guest on the show today, and uh, yes, we are going to talk primarily origin with him. But um, I know he will definitely, holding (laughs) a special place for the Suns in his heart, be wanting to talk about that unbelievable finish on Saturday night when they pit Richmond, because that's exactly what Carmichael Hunt did after the siren at Kazali Stadium in Cairns a decade ago. Kay,
1: a very good morning to you.
2: Cheers. Good morning, boys. Good to chat.
1: (laughs) Finally... They've got themselves back to where you had them 10 years ago, mate.
2: <laughs> no, I think they're well ahead of that position. I think uh, when I kicked that goal after the siren, that was our first win. But from all reports, they're close to uh, knocking down on the finals door. So um, I'm really happy for them.
0: Yeah, they're they finally like they're finally getting the coast behind them too. Kay, that's, that's the hard thing about any footy team on the Gold Coast, isn't it? Sort of getting the fans to, to come along.
2: Yeah, traditionally that has been probably the biggest problem for our professional teams on the Gold Coast, but... Yeah, look, I, I think, um, you know, it's well documented that there's a, quite a rich uh, AFL kind of following even before the Suns turned yeah. up on the Gold Coast. So, um, you know, ho- hopefully, you know, they're starting to get, you know, the South Ports and, and, and the Broadbeach Clubs are starting to get behind their uh, their local AFL team, which I'm sure they are now that the results are sort of starting to come for them.
0: Yeah. Did you love your time in it? I, I remember doing a story with you down there one day and Kenny Hinkley was still at the club, obviously, you know, Port Adelaide coach and has been yeah. for a long time now. He was working with you on the nuances of of playing AFL. Was it was it a decision that you thought, "Hey, this has been the right call?"
2: Yeah, I enjoyed it. Look, it was hard, um and it was everything that I was after, but um to be fair, I probably don't think it was going to be that tough a transition um, yeah. in terms of the running. But if, it, if you know, if anyone was half smart, you would have said, "Well, look at the field; it's bigger than a league field, and it goes for a longer amount of minutes." So you're probably going to run some more kilometres. But anyway, I found out the hard way, and my body sort of, um, you know, didn't, didn't like me too much after five years on the coast. But mentioning Kenny Hinkley, like he was great for me. Like he took me under his wing, and you know, I think the the early few years that he was there, you know, I started playing my best footy, and it was such a well, it was a pleasure to see him obviously get the Port Adelaide gig, but obviously a shame for him to leave the leave the sons where all the younger boys and myself looked up to him.
1: Yeah. yeah. It changed your whole body shape, eh, hey, AFL. Um mm. and and but uh Kay Michael, do you do you have any regrets? Did did you play enough footy you know, because you're only thirty five now.
2: Correct, yeah, I'm only thirty five now. Um well I mean I ended up playing forty something games um over the five years there. So if that's uh, if you're comparing that to my league career, that's probably nowhere near enough footy. But in terms of someone that um, didn't grow up playing the game, uh, for me to be able to achieve that off, I think it was a six-month run into an AFL season. Um, obviously, having to learn everything on the run, under, under pressure, uh, media scrutiny and whatnot, um, I was very happy and pleased with with how it's. Uh, I guess it unfolded because um, it's definitely a challenge that was you know, unthinkable at one stage. But um, as I said, yeah, look, there was plenty of moments that I loved and, and there was plenty of moments that, uh, you know, I learned from as well.
1: But not just AFL, but could you have gone back to league and finished and played a bit longer than, than you, you ended up have, having?
2: Uh, I, I could have, yeah. I mean, I ended up playing 18 years professionally. So, I mean, maybe yeah. a couple more years I might have got out. But, you know, I had a chance to sort of, well, I was having a chat to, I think it was Hook at the time, It was a coach at the Bronx after um what do you call it, I I finished my stint on the Gold Coast, but it was just something about wanting to try rugby union uh, professionally as well, having played it at school at Churchy. So, um, you know, I did have a decision to make there, but it was quite an easy one to go to rugby because it was something that I hadn't experienced before, and that's something that I kind of live my life by, is making sure that you you try and experience as much as you can before, you know, your footy time is up.
0: Yeah, I mean, as I said right at the start of the show, I mean, you are only 35, and I mean, it just seems not like... Carmichael Hunt has been in our psyche, you know, in sports fan psyche for so long. You know, I thought, oh, he's got to be older than 35. He's done so much.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, I came on the scene as a 17 year old. So uh, they're probably, you know, yeah, that, that's what's that. As I said, that's 19 years ago that, um, yeah. you know, I first burst onto the scene. So it probably feels like, you know, exactly 19 years that I've been around. <laughs> uh, my yeah. name's been in the headlines, for good and bad, but, um, you know, it's, it's still there. So,
1: and the other thing with a journalist like us, Paddy, live television newsreaders and sports readers is a nightmare name, Carmichael Hunter. You've got to be very careful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've got to be very careful. As I think Rab's found out. That, oh, right? did he? <laughs> yeah. He did too, yeah, Kay, yes. Um, now, Kay, you, you've, um, you've, I think you've had Tommy Deard in that South Logan, haven't you? We had him last year. Yeah. But how but actually, how yeah, confident able able to are you with what... Uh, town. Yeah, how confident are you that he'll get this job done?
2: Oh, look, comp- I think um, under the circumstances, sort of going into a, a deciding match at Queens, uh, sort of sorry, in Queensland and Brizzy, um, off the back of the football that he's played uh, this year in, a, in, a, in an outfit, and the Cowboys are the, you know one of the best teams in the competition. I think he's going to carry a lot of confidence personally, getting into that game, and I know you know he'll have the backing of his coach and his coaching staff and his players around him. So. Look, well, he's come a, come along and leaps and bounds since he was playing two um, cup with us last year, and okay. obviously the transition up north is, um, you know, it's been a good one for him.
0: Yeah, because he was he was on the bones, wasn't he, when he was when he's in Brisbane? He, he just he, he seemed to lose all his confidence because he came in with those big raps. So oh, this is a kid that we've all got to watch because he's going to go far.
2: Yeah, he did, and sometimes maybe it's not the best for uh, for young kids, sort of having those big raps, you know. Uh, sometimes it's nice to be able to fly in under the radar, but you know, it was at a time where you know Brisbane were looking for their next big halfback, like their next Alfie Lang or Kevin Walters, sort of taking through the next ten years, and he probably got all the all the attention that probably you know, wasn't helpful at, at that time. But yeah. you know, he, he's a great kid. The thing I know about him, intimately having seen him around the Bronx and also at South, is that he tries his his butt off every every training session. He wants to learn. Uh, he right. refuses film, and he'll just go out there and give his best. And the one thing you know, um, you know, come Wednesday night, is he's going to go out there and give it his
1: all. Yeah, I'm I'm really pleased that rugby league has, you know, come up with the new idea that experience is really really valuable in every team.
2: Yeah, experiences, um, especially in the big games. Um, but you know, with experience, uh, you know, it takes time to get there. So you know, at, at some Stages, you know, teams have to obviously play young kids to give them games early on. And, look, the Gold Coast are a prime example. You know, the Suns, that is, when I was coming through, they had have a bunch of young kids, uh, stars of their draft class that they just had to feed them games. And, you know, look where they are now. They're playing, you know, close to playing finals. So it is a work in progress at times.
0: Okay, it's 8.12 uh, here on SCNQ with uh, Patton Heels. And we're talking to Carmichael Hunt as our special guest. Let's talk about origin. I mean... They've they've lost Munster, who is the X factor. There's no doubt about that. The bookmakers have basically written us off. How are mm. Queensland going to win this series in your mind?
2: Oh uh, look, it's going to be take a pretty big defensive effort. Um, I think you know what we saw in Perth in terms of uh, the ball movement and uh, and just the dynamic dy- dynamic play of New South Wales and and how well on, on a machine they are attacking wise. We're going to have to be a lot better. Um, on that side of the ball. We're also going to need to be able to create a few more attacking opportunities as well. Um, I think, if I'm being totally honest, in Game 1 we probably we probably nabbed that one and got lucky. Uh, it just kind of felt like in my eyes, New South Wales was sort of just a little bit off the mark and you know, come Game 2 I think they started hitting their strides and we saw a result that as Queenslanders you don't want to see. So in order for that not to happen in Game 3 we're going to have to be, as I said, uh, on top of our game defensively and we're going to be able to have to make some more opportunities, some, some try scoring opportunities. That's for sure.
1: And defence probably doesn't start in the defensive line, does it? The markers have got to be so good for Cleary, and then if he's got ideas of getting at the Burton to kick, then Valentine Holmes or someone must be carving into him too.
2: Absolutely, yeah. Look, marking. You know, the ruck was uh, such a. Pivotal talking point, you know, game one. Yeah. I think uh, from all reports that, you know, we won that, uh, that is Queensland won the ruck. And then Freddie uh, noticed that and started, uh, you know, calling the refs during the week leading <laughs> yeah. into game two. And then it sort of flipped around. So I'm not too sure what Billy's done in the lead up to this game. But in saying that, you know, both teams will be eyeing off a, a, a win in that ruck uh, just to create some ruck speed and then obviously create some extra space for their, for their danger men on the edges.
0: Okay. With Munster gone, who in your mind is our game breaker?
2: Oh, I think you mentioned Val. Like he's, I think he's been tremendous uh, for the most part, uh, especially in game one. I think you know if we can get him some ball uh, in the spots that he needs it, I think he can really crack a game open. Um, Benny Hunt, obviously, is he's, he's got some big game playing ability, um, and then I think. You know, one person who can come on and really crack this game open uh, is Harry Grant. I think he's, you know, his first couple of games, if he's probably, sane, like maybe you know hasn't played his best, but I, f- I feel like this game is made for for him to come on and do some damage
1: around oh, the ruck. Good call. Yeah. And I reckon someone will be on his right or left shoulder. It'll be Ponga, just uh, floating around <laughs> looking for opportunities. Absolutely.
0: Hey, mate, really appreciate your time today. You're obviously doing coaching and taking the steps up the ladder there, but I also read you're doing a a stack of study. I mean, you've graduated with a Bachelor of Science in uh, psychology and you're studying a Master of Science now. I mean, is there how many strings are there to the Carmichael Hunt bow? Oh,
2: that's that. I mean, I've got four kids and a wife, and two, so I don't know if you call them (laughs) strings, but uh, you know, um, they're definitely a handful as well. Definitely, you know, part of the what do you call it the, the schedule that I have to juggle but um oh Patty look I'm you know something that uh, I've been really passionate about is obviously uh you know the study side of it and especially after some of the troubles I went through I just want to sort of get to know myself a bit better and sort of find out about the psychology behind behavior and whatnot and you know I've continued that on to, into a master's which I'm halfway through and as you mentioned I'm, I'm starting my journey on the coaching path and. Was able to find some success with the uh, the Mayo Cup uh, South Logan team this year, which was great. Um, and then looking forward to just you know seeing what what the years ahead bring me, and, and continue to learn as a coach, and continue to, to learn as a student as yeah, well. Yeah, good
1: on you, so, Kay. Yeah, yeah that's Unreal, fantastic, mate.
0: Kay. Yeah, thanks, I'm, I'm wrapped for that. I mean, then like as I said, you've you've got a you've had a career like few, very few others. Dual international, uh, origins and tests, Wallabies, the Suns. Um, yeah, you've got a lot to be proud of, mate, in, in your career, and uh, we wish you the best of luck. I mean, we're going to follow you closely, and we really appreciate the chat this morning.
2: No worries. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Heels. Appreciate it, boys.
0: Cheers, Dan, Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We really appreciate it. Don't forget, you can catch Patton Heels for breakfast, 693 SENQ